Success is something you attract by becoming an attractive person. What would make you an attractive person in the marketplace so you have the best chance to get the best job, to get the best pay, to have the best opportunity, work with the best people, be welcome at the best tables of learning and enterprise, to sit at the conference table of promise and future? How do you get there? Some things to remember. This first little part I call acceptable and unacceptable behavior. Now, part of our learning affects us in the marketplace. The skills we've developed affects us in the marketplace. You might have had to go to school to work in a certain segment of the marketplace. If you're going to be a doctor, you've got to go to the proper school. If you're going to be a lawyer, you've got to go to the proper school. But there's something else now that affects us all in the marketplace that I want to deal with here. And that's called behavior in the marketplace. Not just your skills, not just your learning, not just what you know, but how you behave. And that was your Monday motivation from a man like Jim Rohn. If you don't know who Jim Rohn is, definitely Google this man. Rest in peace. But he was one of the greats in personal development. It's not about how good you are at what you're doing. It's also about your character. You have to behave yourself. You have to behave yourself. All right, moving on. Welcome to episode 43 of the Redesign podcast. What we got this week? I'm going to be talking about Wiley's new podcast, Netflix might be potentially changing the way they deliver their series content. To binge or to drip? That is the question. Going to be talking a little bit about Top Boy as well. The godfather of grime, Wiley. Going to be talking about Wiley's new podcast. And also, what is it about millennials that's so special? We're going to be defining the different generations and their characteristics. All of that coming up after the intro. Are you sure you can blame it on social media? Election is good for business. Spending money makes you money. Bitcoin down more than 30% this week. Redesigned. You've got to put in the effort every single day. Running a business isn't for everyone. They need role models and not just movie stars and athletes. We are the digital influencers. They're creating content. There's no denying the power of digital media, but it also poses a real challenge. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Redesign Podcast. My name is Andrew, also known as Mr. Box. Don't forget if you want to get involved in the conversation, use the hashtag on Twitter, RedesignPod, or you can follow me on the socials at Andrew underscore CBX. And of course, you can also follow the Redesigned Instagram, RedesignPod, all one word. So let's crack on with this week's episode. Oi, mate, do you think I'm a waffler, mate? Waffler? We do go on a bit, mate. So just last week, Wiley, the godfather of grime, if you don't know who Wiley is, Google him. Wiley recently announced he's going to be working on his solo podcast. I think that would be amazing for the scene. Um, It'd be very interesting. Wiley's a very interesting character and he's got a wealth of experience. I'm sure he's got tons of stories to share about his journey throughout his career from spanning from jungle to garage to grime listen there's a lot of stories a lot of history there so that'd be a very welcome podcast in my opinion especially as a podcast fan I, I listen to lots of different podcasts from people from all different walks of life and um 
Yeah, that would be a great addition to the podcast world. The only thing is, will Wiley show up to his own podcast? That is the question. Is he going to follow through with it? Because he actually started an account on Instagram called The Wiley Podcast. Or is it is it The Wiley Podcast? I think it's The Wiley Podcast. And he's put one post on there and it's got over 3,000 followers so far. Is he actually going to do the podcast? I'm waiting. Uh, Wiley, what's going on? Where's the podcast, bruv? Where's the invites, bruv? Where's the podcast, bruv? I want to hear it, bruv. Now, according to a tweet from Netflix, Netflix are actually toying with the idea of doing a week-by-week drop for a few of its series, and it's become like a fabric of our culture, digital culture. You can't say that Netflix isn't one of the cornerstones of digital culture, let's be real. Netflix and chill, the whole idea of binging on multiple episodes, that's all part of the fun of Netflix. One of the most key and unique selling points of you know Netflix and other services that are like video on demand, streaming video on demand. You know, you can't talk about streaming video without talking about binging. That's just how it is, you know? And right now they're looking at, specifically with the Great British Bake Off, they're talking about doing it with that one particular show. They're going to be trialing a week by week drop. So instead of people being able to access all of the episodes all at once, they're trialing a drip delivery. Let me know what your thoughts are about that. Do you think Netflix would survive if when it comes to the series programs, they would drip the content out on a weekly basis? Just like, you know, normal TV where you'd have to wait for the new one to air or, for example, a podcast. Um, People don't release podcasts all in one go for seasons. It's all... Um, on a week by week drip basis let me know what your thoughts are do you think it can work do you think Netflix are going down the wrong route with this do you think they've got it all wrong do you think Netflix should always have the the bingeability is that even a word I just made it up it is now Um, yeah let me know use the hashtag redesignpod on Twitter let me know your thoughts speaking of Netflix Top Boy is coming out this week I am so gassed for this show Top Boy is coming out on Netflix on the 13th of September um yeah it's gonna be amazing have you seen the trailer for it let's jump to a quick snippet i know london people pay a lot of money to get high dark white weed all of that do you get me in Jamaica, have all this connect. If we do this, we're back on top. What are you saying? Hey, Sully's back on summer house, you know. Guess who he's with? The Shane Hill. They're shutting. They got food, you know. We're back, bro. Saying that I don't have Sky TV anymore. I've finally cut the cord. Again, I keep I keep going back though. Right now I've got Netflix and Amazon Prime. When it comes to the sporting events, I think I'm gonna go for that Sky Go thing. Was it Sky Now? Or no, 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 no. It's the pay-per-view. Yeah, you can actually do pay-as-you-go pay-per-view now. You can just pay for the fight and stream it. Um I think that's where it's at. Sorry, Sky. The game is the game, man. The game is the game. It's all about streaming. That make you go. Did you know that the... You probably didn't know. That's a silly question. You probably didn't know because you've probably forgotten all about this film. Space Jam. Do you remember the film Space Jam? Back in 1996, Michael Jordan. The promo page for Space Jam is still up. The original one. I'm talking about the website from 1996. It's actually still 
on the server. So if you go to spacejam.com, yeah, you can actually see the promo website for the Space Jam film. It is a mess. It just looks, I, I can't believe that is how websites used to look back in the day. Did, did websites really look this trash? Like they paid, imagine they paid someone maybe tens of thousands of dollars to develop that website. Oh, it is a hot mess. Open up your browser right now. Go on your Safari or your Chrome or whatever and go to spacejam.com. That is, it's like being in a time capsule. I can't believe the, the color coordination. Oh, it's just a mess. So that is still online till this day. To this day! 23 years later. Imagine this website has been up for 23 years and never been changed. Hasn't been deleted. I wonder what kind of hosting plan these men had. Hmm? Hmm. What we gonna do right here is go back Way back Back into time Are you keeping up with the Commodore? Cause the Commodore is keeping up with you The world's number one selling home computer is now in a family pack The Commodore 64 Plus data cassette and joystick Four software programs including Introduction to Basic A teach yourself program for the whole family The Commodore 64 family pack a value of $700 for just $499. Are you keeping up with the Commodore? the Commodore is Do you know what www.mcve.com is? Now, www means worldwide wonder, and MCVE, well, MCV means music television. E is for entertainment and energy. Our OK is Europe. Com is short for come and visit your MTV online home, where you can read about your favorite artists, win money by creating your own dream band, Shop at the virtual MTV CD store on Music Boulevard. www.mtve.com. You know what it means. So it was my birthday last Wednesday. By the way, thanks to everyone for the birthday wishes and the gram and all that. Shout out to my wife for taking me out to the Shard for lunch. No, I'm saying the food was lit still. If you ever want to go out to a nice restaurant with one of the best views of the London skyline, I would highly recommend the Hutong restaurant in the Shard. But anyway, back to what I was saying. You know how it is, like your birthday's coming, you're getting older. Naturally, as your birthday approaches, you kind of start to think like you're in a very reflective state. I was kind of thinking about my life, my business, what I'm doing, the direction of the podcast, etc. And I was thinking about how much things have changed in society in every aspect, especially in business, technology and media three subjects that are kind of synonymous with this podcast and as a millennial one of the uh, one of the older ones i thought i would research what it means to be a millennial and see how we kind of compare to previous generations and future generations well the generations that have come after us in terms of how we work spend money our media consumption habits and more so here it goes so let's look at the definition of each generation. You hear a lot of buzzwords being thrown around. Millennials, Generation X, Generation Y, um, Baby Boomers. Let's talk about that for a second. But before we do that, let's define a generation. Now, a generation is a group of people born around a similar time and raised around a similar place. Now, people in this sort of group exhibit similar characteristics and similar preferences. And also, not just that, similar values, similar mindset. And the reason for that there's actually a real reason for that it's because they're exposed to very very similar programming i'll say that again they're exposed to very very similar programming so they're exposed to um similar trends 
at the same life stages. So they're looking at the same TV programs, listening to the same radio stations, being exposed to the same online media, etc. Um, so we're talking about psychographics instead of demographics. So when in terms of marketing, when we're talking about demographics, we're usually focusing on age, location, gender. That's demographics. But when we start to talk about psychographics, we're looking about how the minds of a group of people actually work. How do they think? How do they feel? What have they been exposed to? So let's look at the different generations. Which generation are you from? So that would depend on when you were born. Babies all over the map. So let's start with baby boomers. So my parents are baby boomers. If you're born in between 1946 and 1960, you're a baby boomer. If you are born between 1961 and 1980, you're Generation X. Now, if you're born between 1981 and 1995, you are Generation Y, also known as a millennial. Now, Generation Z... Sometimes they're referred to as iGen or Centennials. Those are people that are born 1996 up until this point. So currently five generations make up our society. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to target a certain section of the marketplace, the people that have the buy-in power at the moment, they're going to be your Generation Xs and your Millennials. So these are the people with the most spending power. So if you're marketing anything to these people, you've got to, you've got to know how they think. Um, millennials are always in the news I think we're the most hard done by I'm not going to lie to you we have been I'm not complaining but I feel like we've been sold that dream of if you just work hard everything will be great and that kind of applied for the baby boomers in the sort of environment that they were in but in our environment technology has changed so rapidly society has changed so rapidly I don't think there's ever been such a, a quick rapid um, change in values in any other generation previously so it's a bit mad stale um, so what are the three key trends that kind of shape generations? Now, the three key trends that shape generations are parenting, technology, and economics. So for a lot of people, um, for a lot of baby boomers, sorry, they're under the philosophy of they want things to be easier for their kids, easier than it was for them. A lot of people think that this is why millennials feel entitled. And it's a very hotly debated topic. And because of the economy, it's, it's very common for millennials to kind of stay at home with their parents into sometimes well into their 30s. Um, the economy doesn't help. Property prices don't help. And a lot of us are experiencing what could be seen as an extended childhood. Definitely not a traditional adulthood. And yeah, it's a bit of a mess, really. We've got a different value system when it comes to independence, work ethic. Um, yeah, I think this would make a great live debate um, at Redesign Live. So I'm still working on this at the moment. I'm going to give you some dates as soon as I have dates available. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with millennials and what we're experiencing because we're the next generation. We're the generation that are going to be in power very, very soon. And when I say in power, I'm talking about the next prime ministers, you know, the next presidents. The leadership is going to be coming from that pot of millennials. So what is it that we've been exposed to that's going to shape our lives? what is it that we've been exposed to that's going to shape our careers and how we relate to the rest of the world so um millennials again a lot of attention now especially in the last couple of years they've become the largest generation in the workforce and um the fastest growing customer base in the marketplace so because we've been exposed to so much technology 
we we definitely have a different outlook on communication as well. We rather send emails or WhatsApp rather than phone calls. We don't really do the whole Christmas card thing. Speaking of Christmas cards, when was the last time you actually got a Christmas card in the post? Like seriously, we do everything online. We shop online. We send emails. We communicate mostly online. Um, even if you think about business cards, because by now, if you're a long time listener, you'd know that I run a design agency called Kbox Creative. <laughs> a little plug there. Um, we don't get very many print customers anymore. Is print dead? Maybe. I mean, print houses are still doing well. They're still thriving. But um, yeah, we prefer to do everything online. We don't invest in paper cards. We don't do that anymore. Apart from very, very, very special occasions and very special relations. So for example, your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister, they might get a birthday card. But your friends, eh, just send them a tweet. Send them a, a young DM or comment on their page on Instagram. That's how it is now. I'm not going to lie though, being a millennial is lit in lots of different ways. Like I feel like we've we've got the best, we've had the best kind of culturally defining moments in history. Mm, probably maybe Generation X, maybe Generation X. They've probably got the edge over us slightly, very slightly, especially with the, the disco days, the hippie movement, the acid house movement, uh, house parties, wallpaper parties. These are things that I have no knowledge of. I've only heard really good stories about them. But anyway, so let's go into a quick comparison about what makes each generation different. Studies show the silent generation, those born before 1945, are some of the happiest people in the world. So the oldest generation that are alive currently today, we're talking about the silent generation. Now, these, these lot were born between 1928 and 1945. And they started off as children of crisis. So they grew up while the older lot were fighting wars and making great sacrifices. So these lot were in civil wars, world wars, um, lots of like bloodshed, like in terms of like politics, people were literally dying for the cause in those days. You don't really see that nowadays, um, to be fair. But yeah, these lot grew up as children of crisis. These are people that fought in the war. Um, so probably your grandparents or your great grandparents. Yeah, their outlook is completely different. They probably don't take anything for granted. Then you've got the baby boomers. These were born 1946 to 1960. Current age between 59 and 73. So baby boomers are the biggest consumers of traditional media, such as TV, radio, magazines. Despite being so traditional, 9 out of 10 baby boomers have a Facebook account. So, you know, like Facebook has definitely aged up. Your your mom's probably on Facebook, most probably. Yeah, this generation has really begun to adopt more technology in order to stay in touch with family and friends. Now, let's talk about their banking habits. Baby boomers, they prefer to go into a branch rather than do online banking. So they still kind of like prefer to use things like cash, especially for small purchases. So some of their most culturally defining events in history post-World War II optimism. So after the war had ended, they were optimistic about life. Also, you're looking at the Cold War between Russia and the US and Cuba and all of that stuff. And also the hippie movement. Now, this generation has the most wealth on the whole, but the biggest concern for baby boomers is not having enough money to retire in terms of outliving their retirement funds. Generation X. 
Now what you hear is not a test, I'm rapping to the beat. Oh, yeah. Let's move on to Generation X. So Generation X born between 1961 and 1980, otherwise known as the Latchkey Generation or the MTV Generation and aged between 40 and 58. They're carrying the highest debt load of $124,000 while still raising children and planning for retirement. Now, these guys still read newspapers, magazines, they listen to the radio and stuff. They still watch around 165 hours worth of TV a month. However, they are also very digital savvy and spend... um, roughly around seven hours a week on social media, such as Facebook and Instagram. So culturally defining moments, the end of the Cold War for some of them, the older ones, um, and also the rise of personal computers. So we're talking about PCs, Windows, all of that stuff. But then there's there start to be a psychological, there starts to be a psychological shift here where they kind of feel lost between the two huge generations. So what really concerns them is trying to raise a family and pay off their student loans while taking care of their ageing parents so these demands kind of put a high drain on their resources the average person from generation x has nearly 140,000 pounds in debt though most of it is in their mortgage and one of their biggest concerns is building a stable financial saving plan for the future and their retirement the generation that we call the millennials too many of them grew up um subject to not my words failed parenting strategies, you know? Where, for example, they were told that they were special all the time. They were told that they could have anything they want in life just because they want it, right? They were told, um, uh, some of them got into um, honors classes not because they deserved it, but because their parents complained. And some of them got A's not because they earned them, but because the teachers didn't want to deal with the parents. Some kids got participation medals. They got a medal for coming in last. Right? Which the science we know is pretty clear, which is it devalues the medal and the reward for those who actually work hard. And that actually makes the person who comes in last feel embarrassed because they know they didn't deserve it. So it actually makes them feel worse. Right? So you take this group of people and they graduate school and they get a job and they're thrust into, an, into the real world. And in an instant, they find out they're not special. Their moms can't get them a promotion. Um, that you get nothing for coming in last. And by the way, you can't just have it because you want it. Right? And in an instant, their entire self-image is shattered. And so you have an entire generation that's growing up with lower self-esteem than previous generations. The other problem, to compound it, is we're growing up in a Facebook, Instagram world. In other words, we're good at putting filters on things. We're good at showing people that life is amazing even though I'm depressed. Right? And so everybody sounds tough. And everybody sounds like they got it all figured out. And the reality is there's very little toughness and most people don't have it figured out. And so when the more senior people say, well, what should we do? They sound like this is what you got to do. Let's talk about millennials. Generation Y, a.k.a. the millennial, is probably the most attacked generation on the planet. They say we're entitled, we're lazy, we're entitled, we're entitled. Yeah, let's look at what it means to be a millennial. Millennials are born between 1981 and 1995, as I said before. 95% of millennials still watch TV, but yeah, we're the Netflix generation. We prefer digital to kind of terrestrial or traditional cable TV. We're we're cord cutters. We're the big cord cutters in favour of streaming services. Um, When it comes to like shopping or banking habits, we've got a lot less brand loyalty than previous generations. I'd say that Um, we prefer to shop um, based on product and features first. And we don't really have a lot of patience for 
poor customer service or inefficiency. Now, because of this, we kind of trust in brands with superior product history, you know, such as Apple and Google. This is why we're such, I mean, we go for more premium brands compared to the, the older generations. We're very, very, um, we're more bothered about getting a premium product or service rather than, you know, staying loyal to brands because they might be, you know, cost effective. Our culturally defining moments in history, definitely the arrival of the internet and social media. Also 9-11, that was a major um, historical event in our lifetimes that affected us. So what's the biggest concern for a millennial? Probably owning property, securing a stable source of income, retirement as well pensions and careers careers are a really big thing because we're the first generation that don't have the job security that the other generations were afforded so a lot of us are doing contract work a lot of us are going into self-employment or running businesses we're probably one of the most entrepreneurial generations and we're also delaying major financial commitments such as buying a house getting married um, because of this financial instability so the millennial generation kind of prefer access over ownership. So this is this kind of hints to why so many things are becoming subscription models. We don't we'd rather rent rather than own or we lease instead of buy in. Um, so, yeah. Now, these are the true digital natives born between 1996 and 2010. Generation Z, apparently they are the most lonely, the most lazy and the most um, technology obsessed out of all the different generations. Do you think that's true? These are babies that were born into internet access from a young age. Yeah, heavy users of mobile devices and they're roughly around a quarter of the population. So the average Generation Z received their first mobile phone at age 10. That's the average person. Many of them grew up playing with their parents' mobile phones or tablets. And these have grown up in a hyper-connected world and the smartphone is their preferred method of communication. Do not call someone who's in Generation X. They don't want to be on the phone with you. They don't want to talk on the phone. Yeah? <laughs> so culturally defining events we're talking about smartphones of course social media never not knowing a world without the internet yeah one of the biggest things is seeing the financial struggles of their parents so what's next for generation z what are their concerns one of their biggest concerns is learning about personal finance so they're kind of learning from the mistakes of the previous generation they're going to be a lot more financially savvy they're not going to have as much debt and they've definitely got a strong appetite for financial literacy and they're opening savings accounts at younger ages. They're looking into investments. They're looking to property ownership and pensions at a lot early age. So these lot are very, very financially savvy and clued up. So, yeah, let me know what generation you are in and what are your observations between the different generations. I'd love to know. You know what's really mad, though, when you think about it? Millennials are actually going to be the next set of world leaders. We're talking presidents, prime ministers. We are actually very close to being the next set of world leaders. Is our programming good enough? How, what kind of world are we going to be living in? Interesting times. We're getting old. We're getting on. So, you know, I said there were currently five generations roaming the earth. There's actually six. Um, generation Alpha. Those born from 2011 up until now. <laughs> generation Alpha. Let's look at what they've got to say about that generation. 
But clearly this technology, the device, smartphones, that's only what they've ever known. Mm. Uh, smart speakers that speak back to you, you know, the video games of today and uh, autonomous driverless trains like we've got in Sydney now. So it's all happened just in their generation. Yeah. Yeah, and you definitely know that they are that because they're the only generation that actually will say to you, well, Google it, you know, like <laughs> back right. to you. Like it's just so different. How do you think these guys compare to other generations? Well, they'll be larger because yep. we've got more population than ever and more births than ever. Uh, they'll live longer as well. Clearly, they're the most culturally diverse generation and globally connected, you know, through mm -hmm. their technology. Mm -hmm. So that'll be the lens they bring. Yeah. You know, digital, social, global, uh, mobile in terms of where they will study and work and travel, multiple career. So a lot of changes for them ahead. A lot of educators and forecasters are saying, you know, we're into a global experiment. Yeah. They were given these devices. The iPad was born in their lifetime and smartphones the year they were born. They've, they've had these things from before they could talk. So what impacts is it going to have? I mean, certainly for positive, but some challenges as well. Yeah, mm. so true. By 2030, um, Generation Alpha is going to make up 11% of the workforce. So what kind of jobs will they have? Well, we're seeing massive changes to the workforce. Mm. The jobs that we used to know are disappearing. New ones emerging. Cyber security and app developer and uh, uh, cryptocurrency, you know, so I think the future is going to hold uh, to be future-proof for them, a lot of change. They'll have to be lifelong learners. They won't be career for life anymore. Mm. Uh, they'll have to be adaptive and watch where careers are going and upskill and retrain to remain relevant. Bit of criticism around the current millennials and the Gen Ys for often staying at home with their parents longer than they should. So, um, does that mean financially that the alphas might be a little bit more independent? Well, we're still going to see those house prices, you know, continue ahead and they are going to stay longer in education before they start earning. So that's going to put them behind financially a bit. But, you know, they're going to have to live longer. They're going to have longer in retirement. So it's just that they're taking their working years and shifting it back a little mm. as they invest earlier on in education. So they probably will be at home a little, little, little later like their parents. And probably live longer too with the advances in medicine and yes. technology, you'd imagine, also. And I think that longevity boom is, is massive. You know, we, we hear about the ageing population and that's because people are living longer. So they will work later in life and uh, they'll move through more life stages than we've defined in the 20th century. Will, will yeah. they be wealthier? Yeah, they will because they'll have longer in retirement, you know, yeah. or they'll, they'll work longer before retirement. And retirement won't be getting out of work. It'll be downshifting and still keeping a little bit active yes. in the earnings years. But working through their 60s, well into their 70s will become the norm. These are the babies that you see carrying iPads. Yeah, they can't even read yet, but they know how to work everything they know how to access youtube they're the ones that are using voice recognition and telling the ipad to go and watch slime or uh, ryan's toys or surprise egg or whatever they can't even type yet but they know how to use these features and access what they want see all of these different generations have experienced so many different things that have kind of shaped the way they think shaped their lives and everything in between the way the world actually works the different things we're exposed to how are they shaping our world right now? What is the future generation going to look like? Swift for thought. Get involved in the conversation. Chime in using the hashtag RedesignPod. That is all for this week. Don't forget if you want to leave a review, you can do on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget, like, comment, subscribe on Spotify. Press the follow button. We'll be back next week, Monday, for another episode. Take care and bye for now. Redesigned. Redesigned.